Welcome to the Restoration Revival Church of God in Christ podcast. Here teaching from Pastor Dennis Martin. Let's join today's podcast. Uh, tonight I want to talk to you about holy conversation and evil communications. All right. Holy conversations and evil communications. I want to talk to you tonight for just a, a, a little bit about that. And uh, I pray that it will uh, be a blessing to you and all of that uh, on this evening. All right. So here we go. All right. So let's let's jump right into this and let's look into uh, the scripture and into the word. And let's go to first Peter chapter one. And we're going to start. We're going to read that verse. Um Let's read at, at verse 13, and we'll get to verse 15. And notice what it says. It says uh, here, it says uh, on verse 13, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves, according to the former lust in your ignorance. But as he which have called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. He says, as he that is called us is holy, he says to us, be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Says, amen, be holy in all manner of conversations. And uh, so let's look at that uh, tonight as he says, beholding all manner of conversations. Then uh, uh, another scripture is our base, and we'll come back to these scriptures in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 33. Notice what he says. He says, uh, be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Evil communications corrupts good manners. So I'm going to talk tonight about holy conversation and evil communications. You know, a lot of times uh, I don't want us to get uh, mixed up. I don't want us to get thrown off because we're not saying to you tonight that every conversation you're not supposed to have regular conversations about regular things. All of us have regular conversations about regular things, whether it is, whether you're dealing with bills or whatever. So we're not, we're not going off on the deep end talking about things that uh, we know that you have to have conversations. But in other words, tonight we want to talk about a practice, something that we should practice when it comes to our conversation, something we should practice. Holy beholding all manner of conversations and evil communications corrupts good manners. So we have to practice these things and it has to be a part of us. And so when he talks about uh, these things, we have to deal with them in our conversations, everybody. And I don't know if you noticed lately, but it looks like everybody believes that we should have the proper conversations uh, but sometimes even the preacher, 
because lately there's been a whole lot happening online and people been saying all kind of stuff from the pulpit as though there's no sacredness from the pulpit. And I just believe it's impossible for us to instruct uh, instruct you or to instruct the, the congregants and, and laity and people if we're not practicing uh, holy conversations and good communications ourselves. And so we have to practice it. We have to be, and we'll get more into that in a minute. So he says, beholding all manner of conversations and not just wording, but be holy in your conversations, in your demeanor, in the, your mannerisms, in the thing that you do, because you understand that your conversations don't have to be coming from your mouth. Your conversations can be from your body language. It can be from your gestures. And so he says, be holy in all manner of conversations. So when your body talks, when your body language talks, you need to be uh, uh, mindful of how your body language is, what you say through your body language in all manner of conversations. And then he told us that be not deceived, evil communications corrupts good manners. Now understand that we have to take account that evil communications do corrupt good manners. Uh, as you think about it, we were growing up as children. Think about as children, as we grew up uh, in our houses, some things just didn't happen in our houses. We didn't know anything about it. But when we went to school or uh, when we were uh, uh, going places and doing things or we connected with other people, children, sometimes we brought stuff back to our house. We brought it back to our house and our parents and grandparents said, where did you get that from? And we was like, uh, uh, I saw somebody at school there. They said, well, you better take it back where you got it from. Don't bring that stuff in my house. And so we start understanding, even though they were trying to teach us how to be manable, these evil communications were starting to corrupt good manners. We were starting to learn and take on what we heard. Many of us, now in my house, I was not raised around cussing. Uh, there was no cussing in my house. My grandmother raised me, so there was there was no cussing and no no party and all this stuff in my house. She was holy. She was a church mother. Then none of that go on, uh, you know. And, and when I was a kid, I, I did hear one or two people um, cuss, but I mean, there wasn't a practice. There was not something that was done at my house every day. If something happened, somebody may say something, but it wasn't every day. It wasn't every day that that was taking place or that was going on. Now, uh, when I went to school, all the kids at school cussed. I mean, most of them, they, they were cussing every other word. So I figured they picked that up probably from uh, from their parents or somebody. And so uh, I remember being in high school, picking that up. Now, I didn't cuss at home, but I remember in high school, before I got saved, picking it up. And we would sit around, not only cussing, but uh, grab, go, and, and somebody bring a pack of cigarettes, and we light them up, and, and we were in, um, what was that class I was in? I was in the class, automotive class, and we, we weren't really doing that. So we sit around and teacher didn't say nothing. We sit around and puffing and stuff and all that stuff and just cussing. And, and one day we made the mistake. What was the mistake we made? We made the mistake of being at home 
And while we was at home, at, at our house, we made the mistake of, of being in our rooms cussing loud. And we were just cussing. I mean, just cussing loud. And 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 my uh, one of my uncles, he wasn't saved. He stayed at the house with us. We called him uh, Bud, but he wasn't he wasn't saved. But he heard us cussing, and he said, "What y'all doing?" And we got quiet. And next day, when we went upstairs to get ready to go to school, and we were there for breakfast. Uh, my my grandmother, uh, she was real quiet. She didn't say anything. She had the breakfast on the table, and I never forget her saying so. Uh, I hear y'all cussing now. <laughs> oh God! She said, "I, I hear y'all cussing now. Y'all, y'all, y'all done start cussing." She said, "And your uncle be home. Uh, he was coming in from our town." She said, "I'm gonna tell him. He gonna get y'all." And so, man, we were like, "Oh my God!" We we were like, "Oh, guess what?" So after that took place, after that happened, he came home. And, and not only were we cussing, we had, we had got bold enough to be smoking cigarettes. And we, we lit a cigarette up downstairs. And 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 you had to, on our steps to come downstairs, you could hear people come down steps. No, they couldn't sneak now. Looked like it was one of them old, old houses that the steps would squeak. And he was coming down the steps, and he come running down the steps. Man, we almost choked on those cigarettes. And he whooped us. Uh, gave us a whipping. I know they don't do that anymore. Gave us a whipping for cussing. And 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 I don't know if he smelled the smoke, but anyway, we got that too. But guess what? You know, somebody's, well, I, I need somebody to pray for me, for me to get delivered. No, some things you don't have to get prayed for. Deliverance will come. I got delivered from cigarettes that day and from cussing. They couldn't get me cussing in school because I didn't want to make the mistake cussing at home again. So, but where did I pick that up? It wasn't something that was practiced in my house, but it was because I heard it at school and evil communications corrupts good manners. And so I start doing what I heard other people do, other kids do. And sometimes we have to understand we take we take on some of the stuff that we hear other people say. And so, uh, you know, when I hear people say, well, I, 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 I y'all forgive me, I slipped up. And said, I slipped up and said that. No, you didn't. Because if that's not something you practice, it's not something you slip up and say. Just just go on and, and, and own it and say, I I, I said it and I, I did. I said it on purpose. Some stuff is not a slip up. It's just it came out of our mouth on purpose. All right. And we have to understand that. But if, if it's not something you practice, you just it's not something you do. I don't every, every other word out of my mouth is not a cuss word. And so I don't, that's not what I do. And, and so when we start looking at that, and I'm not just about in, in cussing, it can be anything. It can be gossiping. It can be lying. It can be whatever you want to put on it. Evil communications corrupts good manners. So a lot of times this stuff, we can, we can grab a hold to it by hanging around people and picking up stuff. And when we pick it up, we start doing things. Notice your kids. They pick up stuff from each other. No, they pick up from adults. Um, uh, my, um, uh, my grandson, King, uh, he's three. He soon before, he's very smart. And his grandmother was singing a song. Uh, we were looking at a video of her singing a song. And just within a, a minute, 
he was saying the words to the song. And her response was, man, King catch on quick. So you have to be careful what you say around him and around others, because if you say it, they will pick it up and, and they will say it and think it's okay to say because of who said it. Whether it's me or whether it, it's uh, uh, a thing. Uh, I have a thing that I do. Um, I have a thing that I do sometimes. You know, I, I like this little phrase of a song. And I go around and I'll be like, uh, got to get up early in the morning. Why? Because the early bird always catches the worm. And I'll sing that around the house. I'll be, got to get up early in the morning. Because the early bird always catches the worm. And so that's just what I'll be singing. Well, all my grandkids, <laughs> they come and they be like, uh, even to the smallest. Uh, he'll just start singing, gotta get up early in the morning. I said, and, and what you gonna do when you get up early in the morning? Cause the early bird always catches the worm. Now he probably don't have a clue what that means. But because I said, he picked it up. He said, the other grandkids said. And they just bust out with it anytime. Why? Uh, because communication it, whether it's good or evil, evil, good communication, it can either bring good manners or corrupt good manners. All right. So we have to understand that evil communications corrupts good manners. And I, I think we need to pay attention to that because some stuff we do is not because we do it. It's because somebody else did it and we picked up on it. All right. So watch this. Let's look at. Uh, Ephesians. Let's go to the book of Ephesians and let's look at chapter four and let's look at verse 22 and see what it says when it talks about uh, communicating and also uh, these things. Notice in verse 22, he said that you put off concerning the former conversations, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. So we got to put off the old conversations. <laughs> Lena, be quiet. We got to put out the old conversations and uh, you, you got to put those things away, put the old conversation away. And then he says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Sometimes our old concerning our former conversations, the old man, which the old man wants to deal with stuff the way the old man wants to deal with stuff. You know, when you, before you got saved, it wasn't enough for you to cuss anybody out in the and to go all the way to the left on them. Why? Because that was just where you were. But now you understand that you're putting away the old man. So you're not doing those things that you used to do and, and the things that you used to uh, do. Look at what he says as you keep going uh, in verse in the uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Notice what he says. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Now, this is what the scripture says. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. In other words, we've got to be careful and, and let not corrupt communication proceed out of our mouth, but that which is good. Sometimes we've got too much coming out of our mouths, even from the pulpit, that's not edifying. And I know we, we, we 
uh, disguising it, so I'm just telling the truth. Some stuff is true, but there's always a way to um, talk about truth. It's like being in the courtroom. You can the lawyer can ask the question one way, and then they turn around after asking that question, and somebody say, "Well, I object." Well, uh, judge might say uh, sustain. Then what does he do? If he says sustain, he turns around and he says, you know what? Uh, okay, let me ask it another way. There's always a way to say stuff that we say. Let not corrupt communication. There's some things that no matter how we try to spin it, it is corrupt communication that proceeds out of our mouth. It proceeds out of our mouth. It's corrupt communication. And it proceeds out of our mouth. And we need to understand that. Corrupt communications and, and some things we say, we say it. And, and it makes you wonder if we have any uh, in, integrity or if we have anything that will say to us, you know what, I need to probably look at that and examine that and see what that is about. Because notice what he teaches us in First Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, he teaches some to us there at verse 12. He says uh, in verse 11, these things commanded and teach, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example. Listen what he says. Be thou an example. An example. Everyone got to get that. An example. He said, be thou an example. Here in, in the 12th verse, be thou an example of the believers. We, we got to be an example to those that, that come in of how things are supposed to be done, how things are supposed to be said. And, and especially those of us that are in ministry, we should be the first example in sharing with people how things should be said and done. If they're looking to us, to give the proper way to handle stuff and communicate stuff, and we come out with off-the-wall stuff, then they think that's okay. And we have to be an example of the believer. He says what? In word? You got to be an example to the believer in word? Are you listening? Got to be an example in word, and then you've got to be an example, here's the kicker, in conversation. We've got to lead the way in conversations, in what we say, in what we do. We are to be an example in word and in conversations. If our conversations is off, and, and especially from the pulpit, if our conversation is off, then people think it's okay to do that. And especially younger preachers that come along, they see us do it. They'd be like, oh, well, that's okay to say that. That's okay. No, it's not okay to say that. You out of line. You out of order. You out of place. You out of line. You out of place. I don't care who you heard say it. It's out of line. Out of place. He said, "You be an example in the word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Don't don't you don't you do the things and not be an example in these things. Your conversations. If if someone is is if somebody makes you upset." Your, your conversation shouldn't be uh, to, 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 
although I'm getting in trouble. Your conversation shouldn't be to, to preach and then come right out the pulpit and cuss everybody out. Or do it while you're in the pulpit. You're supposed to be an example. What, what type of an example are we setting for those that follow? For those that we're trying to tell them what's right to do and we can't follow it ourselves. So we talk about conversation and talk about communications. We've got to do a better job at what we do. Are you following me tonight? It is important for us to be an example. And then when and, and when you're an example, sometimes if you do stuff and it's off, sometimes what you got to do is you got you got to own up to it and say I was wrong. Don't be talking about well if I didn't know you know what you did. You know what you said. Don't be talking about, well, if I hurt your feelings, you know you hurt their feelings. Well, if I don't, just own up to it. You know you all. Don't be talking about, well, the devil just, you ain't Flip Wilson. The devil didn't make you do it. Just say, I did that from the pulpit. I shouldn't have done that. I should not have said that. I should have known better and acted better. Hmm. It's quiet tonight. But we, we should act better. Notice, now, one of the things that we got we to gotta really deal with, and that is dealing with uh, this tongue. Now, I, I know communications and, 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 and conversation, this tongue is some, y'all. Let me, let's talk about it in James chapter 3. We're going to read this because I want us to get this because some people don't understand this little thing in our mouth can get us in trouble. This little thing in our mouth it, it, it's 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 worse than a gun. Uh, they talking about banning guns and talking about this thing in our mouth is worse than than a a, a a nine millimeter. It's worse than whatever you think. This thing right here. And now we got social media and folk can post. This thing is crazy. And that's what the Bible says. What he what he says. He says uh, in James chapter three. Uh, and let's look at um, verse number three. Let's start there. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. And I went horseback riding in, in um, when I went horseback riding in uh, New Mexico. Uh, we went horseback riding, got on the horse, and that little bit that's in the mouth, and you hold on the strings and straps, and if you turn Jacob to the left, the horse goes to the left, Take to the right, go to the right. If you pull back on it, he slows down. But if you kick him with them spurs, he starts running. So he says, that's the thing that controls. The bit in the house's mouth controls, and he and it turns the whole body. Behold also the ship, which though they be great, are driven by and driven of fierce winds, yet they're turned about with a very small ham, whethersoever the governor listed. Even so, listen at this, the tongue is a little member and boasted great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindled. He talking about this tongue. He talking about this thing called this tongue. And all of us got one. You got it. He said this, this tongue, it does something. He said, verse five, even so the tongue is a little member and boasted great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindled. And the tongue is a fire. 
Next time you want to, you know, start talking about in conversation and communications, notice that your tongue is a fire. I didn't say that. That's what the Bible says. He said, even so, the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire. Listen at this. The course of nature in it sets and it is set on fire of hell. He said this tongue, that's when you start talking about communications and when you start talking about doing stuff, you have to understand that this tongue, this tongue, communications and stuff, this tongue is something else. You, you got to get that. The tongue is something else. Let me let me keep reading. I don't want to be long. And verse, verse 7. And every kind of beast and a bird and a serpent and of things in the sea is tamed and have been tamed to mankind. They've tamed dogs. They've tamed birds. They've tamed lions. They've tamed tigers and bears. You see, everything has been tamed. But guess what? But in verse 8, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. I didn't write it. It's in the book. He says it's full of deadly poison. Talking about conversation and communication. This thing right here, I know it's, you can taste with it, but it's full of deadly poison. Every time you use it in the wrong way, evil communications, every time you use it, in unholy conversations or to back by the lie, whatever it is, the Bible says it's full of deadly poison. I didn't write it. I didn't put it out there. That's what the Bible says. He says, full of deadly poisons, more dangerous than anything you can buy in the store that's deadly, any gun you can buy. He says, uh, but uh, therewith, Bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men. We bless God and we curse men at the same time with the tongue. Amen. Which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeded blessings and cursings. My brethren, listen what it says. These things ought not to be. We're talking about governing ourselves. He said, we, we so busy worrying about who is, um, I'm going to get in trouble. We so busy worrying about who is, a, who, who, is, who is gay, who's this, who's that, who's the other. And we, we can't even tame this here. We, we worry about all the other stuff. But he says, in, in the same mouth we use, we proceed our blessings and curses. And he said, brethren, these things ought not to be. He says, you, 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 in one breath, amen, you, you, you bless God. In the other breath, you curse men. He said, and these things ought not to be. We talking about the other stuff that ought not to be. He said, these things ought not to be. All right. He says, verse 11, does a fountain send forth at the same time, uh, at the same place, sweet water, and bitter water. So he, he's teaching us that things what things ought not to be. Now watch this because I found something that's very powerful and, and I'm, I'm soon to be done with this. 
But notice in in chapter one of James and verse 26, hold on. Uh, as I heard one one uh, guy says, that's, that's a, a blogger that deals with church sometimes. He said, take a breath. So let's, let's take a breath and read this here because this is something I, I know. I know you're holy. I know you live holy. I know you are, you are God's first cousin. You live next to God and uh, you, you love him with all your heart. And, and uh, you know, he, he just knows you. He knows your name. He knows, he just knows you and you are his, um, you know, oh, God knows me. Ah, he knows me. All right, let's get this. James chapter one. And let's look at verse 26, because this is going to help us. All those that feel we just, uh, we just, we just arrived. Let's look at this because it is going to help us to know we ain't got that totally yet. What did he say? If any man among you seem to be religious, seem to be religious. Ah, y'all. Yee! Seem to be religious. Watch this. If they seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. I don't care how religious you seem to be. If you have not if you don't have the ability to bridle your tongue, to know when to talk and when not to talk, when know to, when to speak and when not to speak, and to not let your emotions get the best of you. I didn't write it. It's in the Bible. Your religion is vain. That's what the Bible said. I didn't put that there. This, this book was here before I got here. And so you've got to watch what you do and how you handle stuff. Let's let's read through these scriptures real quick that I got just to to sort of strengthen this subject tonight. Um, uh, here in Job thirty one and and verse thirty, uh, talking about Job talking. Notice what what he says in the thirtieth verse of Job thirty one. Uh, neither have I suffered my mouth to sin by wishing a curse to his soul. Neither have I suffered my mouth to sin. A lot of times we we so worried about who who is doing this and doing that, and and we are just as bad as people we talking about because we don't know when to hush, and our mouth is sinning every time we open it. Being busybodies, talking about stuff you don't know about in other people's affairs. And that's why when we read in Psalms 19 and 14, we've heard this. We've said it in benediction. But notice what he says, Psalms 19, 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Let the words of my what? Mouth. That's what he said. Let the words of my mouth 
and the meditation of my heart. Not only what I'm saying from my mouth, but even what I'm thinking about in my heart, the meditation in my heart. Lord, let it be acceptable in thy sight. Let it be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We we gotta we, we gotta look at this because a lot of times we we're missing the mark and we don't think we're missing and we're looking at everyone else and thinking it's it's all right. Notice what he says in Psalms fifty and nineteen. I'm moving through these. Thou give it my mouth, thou give it thou mouth to evil, and thy tongue frameth deceit. He said, You gave you give your mouth to evil. Some people that's all they do is talk evil, just evil. Evil this, evil that. And he says, you, you've given your mouth to evil. You should have something good, good to say sometimes. Everything you say shouldn't be negative, shouldn't be bad, and should you, you should have something good to say. Something good to say. All right? Uh, let's, let's look... Uh, let me see, I've got another one here. Mm. Let me look for some. I need to I need to make sure it's a script that I want to read to you, and I want to make sure I got it. And so let me let me do this because I wanna I wanna make sure that I got it for you. Because it is it was a powerful scripture that I read, and I wanted to make sure I got it and make sure it's the right one. Let's see. Uh all right, it's Psalms, Psalms 55 and verse 21. Let's look at that. I thought this was, was a powerful scripture. Uh, Psalms 55, verse 21. Listen at this. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter. That's Psalms 55 and 21. But war was in his heart. His words were softer than all, yet were they drawn swords. We have to be careful because, you know, our words can be smooth as butter. And we've got war going on in our hearts. And, 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 and our words can be softer than all, but we've got swords. We, we, we damage people and, and, and we do things and we... We, we don't do the right things when it comes to people. And so we have to do that. And so he says, um, you got to, to watch that. Notice again in, in Psalms 59, I'm, I'm getting there. I want to just so you can take these and read them and study at your own time. Psalms 59, um, he says, uh, 59 and 12, for the sin of their mouth and the words of their lips let them be even taken in their pride and for cursing and lying, which they speak. He says, you know, this, this thing, we got to watch our mouths. We got to watch how we, how we go about dealing with it. Uh, Proverbs four. And uh, let's look at verse 24. Proverbs four. Uh, he says, uh, Proverbs four twenty four. put away from the forward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. He says, you, you got to start 
checking yourself and checking things that are happening with you and around you. Uh, the book of Proverbs and some other books are good books to read to govern ourselves when it comes to our mouth. Uh, notice what he says in uh, Proverbs chapter uh, 15 and verse 2. Uh, he says, the tongue of the wise using knowledge all right, but the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. We, I mean, we got to do better. This is, this is the Bible. I didn't write this stuff. He says in verse 14 of chapter 5 of, of the Proverbs 15, he says, verse 14, the heart of him that have understanding seeketh knowledge, but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. That's even stuff you hear. Sometimes people can do positive stuff and we don't, we don't even pay attention to it. But we love foolishness. And sometimes I have to tell you all, uh, I've been guilty and, and sometimes we got to stop laughing at some of this foolishness that people are doing from the, from the pulpit. It's not funny. I mean, it, it, it may seem funny, but that's not funny. Some of this stuff is just, we, gonna, we pass overboard. It's just downright crazy. And no one holds anybody accountable from the stuff they, they say from the pulpit. Nobody. I mean, it's just whatever you want to say, just say it. Watch what it says in Proverbs 15, 23. He says, a man have joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season. How good is it? Oh, I'm going to get out of here, y'all. Here's another verse, Proverbs 15, 28. I read this one and I was like, oh my God. Notice what he says. Take a breath because here it comes. The heart of the righteous studieth to answer. But the mouth of the wicked poureth out evil things. That's why our foreparents told us, they always told us, think before you speak. Always told us, think before you speak. And this is what the Bible says. He said, the heart of the righteous studieth to answer. They don't just give an answer. They 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 study to answer. Sometimes you gotta. They like, well, you didn't say nothing. I, I'm gonna get back to you. Study the answer. But the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. They just say whatever comes out of their mouth, whatever comes to their mind, whatever comes to their mind, even in the pulpit. Just throw it out. Just say it. You, we got to be better than that. And we gotta stop. Laughing at people, making them think that, that that's a good thing. Because some of that stuff is crazy. Some of the stuff I hear, be like, did, I mean, did they really say that from the pulpit? And try to justify it. I'm just telling the truth. No, you're not. I'm just sharing. God didn't tell you to say that. I'm saying he didn't tell you to say that. I don't care what you say. He did not tell you to say that. And if he did, he would have gave you the proper way to say it. You calling body parts out 
And, and you, you know, we talking about, well, I'm not a, uh, you know, we preaching against the rappers and, and what the rappers say. And the rappers ain't saved. And they using the B word. And they use this. And they using this vulgar language. And then we turn around and use the same language in the pulpit of on lives or whatever, calling body parts out. You are not a rapper. You are not a rapper, but you condemn what they saying, but you saying the same stuff. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Come on, y'all. You, 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 you got to make it make sense. Now watch this and I'm going to get out of here. Ecclesiastes chapter five, verse two. And then we'll deal with verse 6, and I'm going to get out of here. All right? Here we go. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 2. <clears throat> Excuse me. Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thine heart be haste to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven, and thou upon the earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. Don't be rash in your words. Don't don't just just go crazy. And 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 learn to think before you speak. And then sometimes let your words be few. We already know if a man keeps his mouth, he he's looked like and esteemed as a great man. But a fool is known by the multitude. Of words. Come on, y'all. And we supposed to be setting an example, and, and we not setting an example. Folk watching our lives and watching our services and hearing all this stuff. And 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 it's stuff that you would hear in the world. And you wouldn't think it would come from church. Well, they already know I guess gotta be real. No, no, no. In some senses, you're just as carnal as the people you're preaching about. All right? Notice Ephesians, Ecclesiastes, I'm sorry, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 6. Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the angels that it was an error. Wherefore, wherefore should God be angry at thy voice and destroy the works of thine hands? He said, don't, 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 don't let your mouth cause your flesh to sin. And then don't say before the angel, it was an error. There was no error. You knew what you were saying when you said that. You knew it. And we've got to do better. One last scripture and I'm out. I'm, I'm going to get out of here because I've been here uh, right at, at my time. But let me get this one last scripture and then I'm, I'm going to make a comment too and I'm, I'm going to be done. Matthews chapter 12. Let's go to verse 30, uh, 34. All right. Matthews chapter 12. 
verse 34. Uh, matter of fact, let me see. We may need to go. Um, all right, here, here's, here's, we'll, we'll just go with verse 34. Because um, we could go with a little bit more. 34, old generation of vipers. That's what the Bible says. How can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringing forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. On one occasion, Jesus says, it's not what goes into the man that defiles the body, but it's what comes out of him. And, and understand that some stuff, that's why we have to ask God to help us, because there may be some stuff still in there, and that stuff coming out. And he says, amen, uh, when, you, when you start dealing with this and looking at that, he says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. It's not speaking... That that wasn't a mistake. You you know, even when sometimes people say something, I didn't mean to say that. Yes, you did. You meant to say every word you said. I was just angry. No, that was something that was in you all the time. So stop acting like that was just something you came up with yesterday. You wanted to say that all the time. And you just then you just wait for the right opportunity so you could disguise it underneath something where you were talking about it, you know, you were you were angry and upset. No. That was in your heart all of the time. All right. So a few thoughts and I'm, I'm done. What is coming out of your mouth? Conversation wise, communication wise, are you picking up habits from other people? Stuff that you would not normally do or say. Are you listening uh, to uh, are you? Are you? Should I say? Are you at liberty to say anything we want? Do we? Do we believe? I know we know we got freedom of speech. Do we, do we believe that we can just say whatever we want to whenever we get ready, just cause we save and 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 especially preachers, just cause you got a mic in your hand and and you preaching and 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 you the prophet or the prophetess or you the pope or whoever. Do do you feel you just at liberty to say whatever you want to say and however you want to say it? I still think we should we should think before we speak. Our mouth can get us in trouble. I said it, I'm going to say it again. You are not a rapper. You complain about what the rappers say and their lyrics is nasty and stuff, but then you get in the pulpit and actually call body parts out. Like there's no other way to describe something. You got to you got to describe it in his most vulgar terminology, and and be as vulgar as you can in your description of it. Where where, I mean, 
what if somebody got up in your church and just went to cussing? Just cuss the whole service. Would you let them stay there or would you put them out? Would you let them stay there or would you put them out? More than likely, you'll put them out and wouldn't let them come back no more. So why do we think it's okay to get up and use all these terminologies and these body part sayings in the pulpit? You you could have it in a you you could say it in a, another meeting or somewhere if you got to deal with membership, but just to to say it and think that it's okay, and no one says anything about because everyone's scared. If I say some people they going they gonna respond a certain way. Listen, the last time I checked, I pay my bills over here. Last time I checked, so I'm not depending on whether you like me or not, but I am saying that we got to do better than what we're doing. We can't condemn it one way and then turn around and use it our way. It's not okay to do that. In other words, and I'm done with this, you should not say in the pulpit what you can't say in the courtroom. If you can say it in the courtroom, you shouldn't say it. I remember watching Judge Judy one day, and Judge Judy said to um, Judge Judy said to the, to the young girl, she said, uh, "Where where's your jacket at?" And the young lady said, um, "Jacket." She said, "Did you know you were coming to court today?" And she said, "Yeah." She said, "Put your jacket on, fasten that up, cover that up. You don't you don't wear that in here in in the courtroom." You you came to court. You dress respectfully when you come to court. Now, if the if the court has some type of decorum, if the court has some type of things you can't do in the court, if you go in there and cuss the judge out, they will hold you in contempt of court. How do we think it's okay for us not to say anything about this foolishness that's that's comes over our pulpits, over our lives, over our stuff, and, and we're supposed to be leading people and teaching people right. They're going to think that's the right thing to do. Sometimes you got it. You, you got to, uh, sometimes you, you got to bring people in. So don't do that no more. Don't say that no more. Oh, I can't tell you how many times I got a whooping. And I'm not talking a physical whipping, but a, tat, a tongue lashing from my uncle and different ones. So don't you ever say that again. Don't you ever do that again. And they wouldn't let you. Well, I didn't know the Lord didn't tell you to say that. Don't you do it. That's the difference between the old, old fathers and mothers and saints of old. When you said something, they would straighten you out and tell you, don't you do that. And you'd be like, I'm just obeying God. No, you're not. God ain't never told you to do that. But now because we got all these people that are just sort of, you know, they, uh, well, the problem is, is some people, they have, they, have, they have moved so quick and they've grown so quick that they feel can't nobody tell them nothing because they're growing. And they feel that people, you know, and they got people that's following them or whatever. And they feel, well, because I, I can say whatever I want to say. And people, but if we start holding people accountable for some of the crazy stuff we see. Sometimes I just I just stand there and shake my head. I'd be like, I, I can't even believe it. I I, I can't even I I I, I some I don't even make no response because I'd be like, 
it makes no kind of sense. It's, it's just, it don't make no sense. And the problem that we have, and I got to get out of here, is that social media is not a Christian platform. So when the world see us acting and saying the same stuff and doing the same stuff they're doing, that's why. you talking about they don't want to come to church? That's why they don't want to come to church. They ain't got nothing to do with what you think. They saying, why should I go to church when you all are doing the same thing I'm doing, saying the same stuff I'm saying, but y'all even got more bold with it. Y'all cussing from the pulpit. And y'all know these words y'all saying shouldn't be coming from the pulpit. And you know you shouldn't be up there uh, doing some of this stuff. And we're wondering why our conversation should be holy. We should be an example. And we shouldn't let evil communication corrupt good manners. I learned that as a young preacher. I had to learn it the hard way. But there's some stuff I heard people say. I wanted to say it. But then I start realizing that's not good. And you don't say that from the pulpit. You don't say that from the pulpit. All right, y'all. I'm going to get out of here. I think I'm got enough trouble tonight. <laughs> ah, I think I'm in enough trouble tonight. All right. I, I see uh, Copas's on typing those scriptures and stuff. Thank you. Thank you, lady. <laughs> Mark. I'm just uh I'm I'm you know, I guess I'm I'm a little old fashioned, y'all. And there's just some stuff I, I just can't I, I can't ride with. I'm sorry. I, I can't do it. Now you can do what you want to do. I, I can't ride with some some crazy stuff. Some stuff is too much for me. And and I endeavor to um the the ones that, that I have influence on the one that that I teach and the ones that's my endeavor is to try to give you the truth uh, you know and and not be overbearing but just the truth from the word not not just my perspective but how we should be doing stuff and how we should handle stuff um, it, it's just not I mean all of us probably have felt like doing some stuff and saying some stuff to people when they say stuff to us, uh, I mean, I'll be the first one to tell you. I'm, I didn't grow up around, but I've been there. Have been times I feel like just going slam off. I mean, all the way, not not just half. If I'm gonna go, I was gonna go all the way. I was gonna cuss them out and everything. But that's not me. And even at, at, at my church, people can tell you in my church, I, I don't I don't get up in the pulpit and go off like that. You know, I'll I'll call a meeting and say, all right, I'm calling a meeting and and I'll dismiss the visitors and we'll have a closed door meeting about things that I have. But I don't get up and call them all kind of names and and um, um, well, I don't want to say that. I was going to tell you about something that happened one time, but not with me, but somebody else. And, and we I went to eat and when I went to eat, um <laughs> I saw, met this preacher and he said, uh, I was supposed to go preach for him. He said, I, I'm so sorry. I, I, I ain't going to be having you come preach for me. But um, that he said, but I I just had to get him straight today. And I was like, okay. 
And then he started telling me the stuff he said. And I had some guests with me. And in my mind, I was like, Lord, please don't let them hear this. I, I hope they didn't hear what he just said. I, I just hope he didn't hear what he, what he just said. I, I just prayed they didn't. Because the stuff he was saying, he, he said he got up and called body parts out. And, and told uh, one person where they had been and had been in more things than anybody. And, and he was calling body parts. And I was like, Lord, please don't let them hear this. I, I pray that they don't hear this. And, and he didn't feel anything about it. He thought that was right. But, but you had to know where he came from. That was, what, that was the kind of teaching that that's what he heard. So he felt it was, it was corrected. And you would have to know that. Who you follow, who you're around, who teaches you, who corrects you and everything is very important. It can help you to avoid some of these pitfalls and mistakes. All right. Let me get out of here. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus name, I pray that this study tonight will bless someone, will help somebody, will minister to them. I pray, God, that they will get some from it. And I pray, God, that as they go on their journey, that they will begin to be mindful of their communication, our holy communication, and be mindful of evil communication that corrupts good manners. Be mindful of our tongues. Be mindful of the things we say. Be mindful of the things we hear. Be mindful of how we handle situations and uh, handle each other. God, help us to be able to deal with each other the proper way, the right way, and to do those things that we must do. Help us to be able to bring balance into our lives. God, and those things that shouldn't, that we ought not to do with our tongue, with our mouth, the things we should not say. Help us, God, not to do them. And bless us, we pray. And we'll thank you and give your name glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I tell you, if this has blessed you tonight, uh, do me a favor. Do me a favor. If this has blessed you tonight, I want you to be a blessing. Uh, if this has blessed you I know it's, it, it, it's worth more than that, but I know it's worth $20. And if it's a, if it's a blessing to you, uh, please see the information on the screen. And I want you to tonight, uh, please do me a favor and go right now and give. Go right now and give. You can use the cash app, the dollar sign, R-R-C-O-G-I-C. You can use... Um, Zale Restoration Revival at gmail.com. You can use Givelify Restoration Revival C O G I C, or you can text the word give to 957709548109. You can go to our website, rrcogic.com, and you can give there, or you can send your donations, as many do every week, to RRC1445 Fulton Avenue, East Point, Georgia, 3034. For be a blessing to the work of the Lord, and we really, really, really appreciate it tonight. And I want to thank you. Thanks for joining today's podcast. If you want to reach Pastor Dennis Martin, you can email him at pastordmartin at gmail.com. If you would like to support the podcast, use the Cash App, the dollar sign RR, C O G I C. For more information about the ministry, visit our website at rrcogic.com.